Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and we've got another great show today. We're going to be visiting with Lori Johnson and Lori Johnson has one of the best newsletters I think I have seen in a long time. I always get something out of it, Linda, don't you? No, absolutely. I I look forward to them coming and this one was particularly good because... Wow, with all of the crazy stuff going on, she talks about, you know, five events that are going to happen in the next, in the coming months that, you know, you know what I love about Lori is that with all this craziness that's going on around us, and, you know, if, if you don't know what that is, then you're, you're living uh, in a cave somewhere because the world is, is like cuckoo manga. And she talks about, you know, these five events, and she makes it understandable. So even, you, you know, you, you might be nervous, you might see all the, the chaos around between the election and, and what's going on with terrorism and, and, you know, all these other things, but when you know sort of why it's happening, it's not so scary. It, it makes sense, and it's almost, you're excited to see how it's going to unfold rather than being scared of how it's going to unfold. Well, and, you know, not only that, but I was talking to a friend of mine on the East Coast, and um, we were talking about, like, how crazy things have been. Like, I just felt like I was, you know, like like I had the flu or something, and I was tired, and I was off kilter, but I wasn't sick, and I know I wasn't sick. It felt like I was, like, kind of riding a constant roller coaster, so I talked to her, and then she says, oh, my gosh, she goes, you got to get Lori Johnson's newsletter. You know, she's the spiritual counselor, psychic, and I'm like, I know, Lori, she's going to be on the show today. So it was oh, just that, funny that, fun. yeah, how amazing it was that, you know, we connected, and we both identified from her newsletter that we that a lot of what was happening was just energetic things changing in the universe and the world and the planet, however you want to put it. But it, it was so great because we didn't take it. It wasn't as frightening. It wasn't as frustrating. And I thought, you know, I did kind of my head check, heart check, gut check going, okay, everything seems to be right in my physical and emotional body. So it's got to be something else. And that's, that's the other thing that I really like about her newsletters because it really does give you a heads up. No, you're grounded. And, and, you know, when she talks about these five upcoming events, there's like three majors and, and two minor events. And it's really interesting that she has the election as one of the minor events. And I, you know, I want to talk to her about that because that's what everybody is focused on. And yet it's, you know, she's, she's categorizing it as, as a minor event. <laughs> I know. 
I know. Well, and everybody who's listening today, I want you to go to Lori Johnson. It's L-A-U-R-I-E Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, psychic, like P-H, or sorry, P-S-Y-C-H-I-C, uh, Lori Johnson, psychic.com, uh, so that you can follow along and get her newsletter and know what Linda and I are talking about, because it really is quite amazing. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome Lori Johnson to the show. Lori, welcome. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Now, how's it in Austin today? Because Linda's in New York, I'm in Los Angeles, and you're in Austin. How's the how's the the energy there today? It's pretty subdued. Um, we're kind of in a um, like cloud area, and it's still very warm with cool breeze. So I think people are kind of riding it. It's a little weird. I don't go out too much um, if I don't have to. But when I did go out today, it was just kind of people are like riding the energy and waiting to see what's going to happen. So it's not super crazy, but then again, I'm not down in the middle of it in the city. So you don't go out because the energy is just so either negative or strong that you don't, you don't want to expose yourself to that? Yeah, I pick it up. I mean, if I'm open for the work that I'm doing, then even when I shut it down, I'm more open. I wear a hat all the time, and when I do yeah. go out, I go out at times when there aren't going to be a lot of crowds because people just, if they don't know what's going on and the fear factor is very, very high right now, they don't, aren't even aware that they're throwing off the vibes of their fear. And it can be um, the general fear that's hitting them that can ping on them. Because if we get like a piggyback fear, people around you are feeling a lot of fear, and you pick that up, you don't usually say, oh, I'm feeling their fear that their mother is dying. They go, I'm feeling fear because I don't know if I have enough money this month. So all of that fear that somebody else is feeling is then brought in and saying, ah, I'm going to attach it to something that logically makes sense to me. And then people get really wacky, and then it pings off each other, which is one of the reasons the election is so fearful, because you get groups of people that are basically having to readjust their ego identity, and they're scared to death of doing that. And then they talk to other people who are scared of doing that. Obviously, none of this is going to be fear content. It's going to be about throwing the ego out there because that's what we do. We put the ego forward when we're afraid because that is our, that's our, like our warrior, our personal warrior. And that's, so we get a lot of fear that's pinging back in groups, uh, affecting other groups. And it's just raising the fear factor very, very high right now. And you can feel that just walking out your door sometimes. I just want to ask you one question, then we can get back to, you know, the five events and all this other stuff that's going on. But I have a, a friend who I saw today, and he is very um, sensitive to energy and peop- other people's energy, as you are. And, you know, and he, he's, he, sometimes he'll go into, like, a store, and everything he's checking out, and everything is going fine until they get to him, and then all of a sudden the, um, the cash registers will go crazy, or it'll stop. But things stop working. And yeah. today he had a client and who is, you know, kind of, kind of negative. Um, can, any, can other people's negativity transfer onto you and then... She, something else, something she, it was, it was at the gym and, and she went, they went on two or three machines and all of a sudden the machines weren't working. I mean, it's like weird, you know, and it was sort of confusing. Yeah, the deal is that with people who are really open um, and you accept and not on purpose, because most people who are really open at least know how to protect themselves. But the energy is so wacky right now that what is normal protection, if you don't adjust it to what's happening during the day but just do what you consider normal, it's probably not going to be good enough. 
so you can pick up that energy and what it does it kind of like throws your vibration off and you just kind of feel a little bit out of sorts um you know as if it's a really bad day or not even consciously aware of it but then you have this out of sync vibration and you go somewhere and it's amplified by people who are really open and really have that higher level of vibration so it's kind of like the dichotomy of how crazy the energy is they picked up, how high their vibration is, so they're kind of amplifying that onto machines or to anything that is electronic. Yeah, it happens with, you know, lights when you're driving. It happens with your car. It happens with cell phones, computers. Yeah. Okay, that's. I'll, I will convey that 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 to him because he wasn't because it happens when he's alone, but he's in a store, so there can be a lot of negative energy. Or, or frenetic energy in the store, but also, you know, just with this client, there was too. So it, it transfers onto him, and then it, it kind of makes things go fluey. Yeah, it's hard when, um, when you're in a group setting like a store or any place where there are going to be other people because you don't realize that you're picking it up because it's, again, that piggyback energy. You're not sitting there specifically saying, hey, come and hit me with some energy. But there are people that are worried and scared, and again, that level is so outrageous mm. that anybody who has any semblance of grounding will attract it, not because they're purposefully attracting it, but because the other individuals on a subconscious level are going, oh, you know how to handle this stuff here, you take mine, and they inadvertently throw it on the person who knows how to deal with it. And so that person walks out of the store, and they just took maybe 10 people's energy on that they didn't intend to. Yeah, it's interesting. Yes, so Which is why I wear a hat whenever careful. I go out, because it kind of stops me picking things up with the crown chakra and the third eye. Interesting. See, Sandra? Are some people careful. spongier than others? Like, like I know when I go down into West L.A. or into Beverly Hills or, you know, downtown, and you know, Lori, because you used to live out here, or sometimes there's yeah. certain parts in the valley, like in Sherman Oaks, that just, oh, my gosh, it was like, like I had turned up my own radio antenna to this huge frequency, and it was just bananas. Are some people yeah. spongier than others? Like, they just soak stuff up? Oh, yeah. There are a lot of people that are not aware of their own, I can't say it's just abilities, but I would say their own innate um, intuition or their innate openness. This is something the Aquarian Age, we got into since 2012, but we've been dealing with this since the late 1800s, that we are becoming more and more and more aware on a vibrational level. And if you are not personally aware that that's happening for you, then you can pick this stuff up and, yeah, soak it up and not even know you're doing it, and then all of a sudden you're having a really bad day, and the first thing that happens is the self-judgment is like, what did I do wrong to make this happen? Because even if you don't admit it, the self-judgment is there. You can get angry about it, take it out on other people, but it's a reactionary um, defense because all of a sudden you picked up energy and you don't even know that you're doing it. Well, when I lived on Burton Way, I lived on the top floor corner, you know, Burton Way is right across from Cedar sinai and there were all these big high rises, not, not, not super high, yeah. but there was a lot of people clustered in a really small space and the floor I was on was surrounded by so many angry people. I actually yeah. would get exhausted just, you know, going out in the, the common areas of the building or walking down the street and I thought, this is insane because I'm supposed to be going out and walking and relaxing and, you know, and I didn't understand it at the time I would take my dog and we'd walk and sometimes we'd be more like we'd feel crazier coming home than we did when we actually left the the kind of the quietness of my apartment yeah 
very easy to happen, especially in any kind of concentrated situation like an apartment building or especially near a hospital because the fear factor coming off of a hospital is huge because that's life and death. Even if you go in for something simple, the fear factor is I'm going to go in and never come out. Absolutely. I need to take us to commercial break. We're visiting today with Lori Johnson. Now, you can check out her website at lauriejohnsonpsychic.com. You can also sign up for her newsletter there, the one that Linda and I rave about. Uh, This is Powered Up Talk Radio, and I'm Sandra Beck, and my co-host today is the lovely Linda Franklin. And we are continuing in our series of exploration of things that go bump in the night, things that we're not sure about, and things that we're trying to figure out, all sorts of good things. You're going to want to come back after. After the break and talk more with us and Lori Johnson on Powered Up Talk Radio. We'll be back after these messages. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright, Mondays at 5 p.m. Central, some fun facts about noses and ears I'll bet you didn't know. Did you know your ears secrete more earwax when you're afraid than when you aren't? And generally people with asthma have better hearing than those who don't. Now here's a word for you. When someone gets their ears pierced, they're actually piercing their pinna. The pinna is the fleshy part of the earlobe. Did you know it's possible to sneeze so hard you can break a rib? That happened to my husband's secretary once. And according to research, you'll blow your nose 250 times this year. Scientists have also determined that the smell in your right nostril is more pleasant, while the smell in your left nostril is more accurate. By the way, twice as many men as women can wiggle their ears. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more, more powered up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this 
this is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin, and we're visiting with Lori Johnson. You can find her at lauriejohnsonpsychic.com. Now, we got one of her newsletters, and Linda and I always enjoy uh, reading these and talking about them. And we get to talk to Lori today about one of these newsletters. And, Linda, you mentioned the the five, you said, you know, the five uh, things that, that, you know, we're kind of be aware of in the coming months. And the election is actually not one of the biggest ones. Yes. Um, you know, the... the the beginning of New- Lori's newsletter, um, she says that it's been a difficult year so far, and I would probably <laughs> agree with that. Um, but she says, gratefully, it's kind of coming to an end. Um, but there's, you know, there's five more events we have to get through to, you know, sort of a culmination of all of this crazy that's been going on. So, the, you know, and I'll let Lori go through them herself. But the five events are Halloween. The election, New Year's Eve and day, the Mercury retrograde, and Chinese New Year, and then after that, life is going to be just a bed of roses. <laughs> There'll be no more. You know, we're we're done. We we're here on this earth, and we were ready for this, but we we you know we've had enough. <laughs> so, do you want to go through the you know those events, um, why they're so important, and how things might be a little bit easier after we get through them? Yeah. All of this comes down to this is an an ending year. This is a nine-year in numerology, which means that for the past ten years, we're coming up to this one, it concludes energy of what we have learned over the last ten years. Next year, when we start in 2017, we actually start a brand-new energy. So that's one of the things that it's really difficult in this year because people who haven't learned what they needed to learn, and rarely do people learn when they're told that they have to. It's like a kid who knows for six months he's got to take the most important test of his life, and he studies the night before because he really doesn't want to have to deal with it. That's what this year is. This is the studying the night before because you cannot progress beyond this year in that kind of stuck energy and have any power at all. So we've got these five events, which are more about not like saying, okay, this is where everything is going to be different, but it is a, there are th- three major transformation events and two lessons that will come in. One of them is the culmination, which is the election. The first one we've got, and actually the three big ones, Halloween and New Year's Eve and Day and the Chinese New Year, are basically all New Year celebrations if you take them from different perspectives. In the pre-organized religion days, when it was paganism or natural belief systems that were based on the rhythms of the earth, Halloween, which in the old days in um, the UK or Celtic religion or Celtic belief systems was called Samhain, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. So if you pronounce it Samhain, really off on that, its pronunciation is Samhain. But it is a very holy day. It's the holiest of all the eight holidays within the pagan belief system because it's the end of the spiritual year. The veil is thin. People talk about that all the time when we come to the mysterious time on the 31st, but from the 30th, the 31st to the 1st, it's three days of really being able to be in contact with things on the other side or contact with the deepest part of yourself. So at the end of the 31st and the beginning of the 1st, we start the, we end the spiritual year and start another spiritual year. So that is the first new year that we're coming to, and it's a transformation that if we take advantage of being in that quiet time, going further into self and asking questions, because this year is entirely about finding out who you are without that 
ego protection. And this is a way of really getting down deep into that soul energy. Then when we get into the second major event, which is New Year's Day, it's we've been told that this is the new year, but this was a new year that was created by a pope that has nothing to do with the natural rhythms of the earth. So we get all this energy about, oh, okay, let's do um, New Year's resolutions, and it's going to be really great on January 1st, and it's not because the energy doesn't actually change, but that's significant because in our culture we're expecting it to. So people get really usually very party hard, get drunk, or celebrate in a really big way as if it's a new beginning and then get kind of pissed off because the energy in January doesn't change until we get to the official energy shift, which is on the Chinese New Year. In this case, it's on January 28th. So we've got three New Year energies that each have significance and we put significance on them, either if it's a spiritual or because of culture. But when we get into the New Year, um, the Chinese New Year on the 28th of January, that's when we actually shift energy. So if people are thinking January 1st, all the stuff that we're going on now, that's going on now, is just going to be so easy. It's not. And then we get pissed off and start the year in kind of a really negative energy when the energy isn't really going to change until the end of January anyway. So... Those are three things where we're expecting a new beginning, but on different levels of how we perceive our world and our attitudes. The two minor events, and I do call them minor because they affect us, they're part of a lesson, but they're not as major as we would think. One of them is the election, and the second one is the Mercury retrograde at the end of the year. I'll hit the Mercury retrograde first because I'm sure people want to talk about the election a little bit more. Mercury retrograde, this is the fourth one that we've had, which means that the planet Mercury, which controls communication and travel and electronics, that it will be seeming to go backwards in its orbit from us, and it will affect us in what it normally influences, like the communication and the travel. It will affect us in a negative way. This time, we've had some vicious Mercury retrogrades. We've had four of them this year, which is unusual. When we come into the last one, it's going to be more like us feeling we're wrapped in gauze and we can't hear what's going on. Because communication is about giving and receiving, so the receiving is going to be like we cannot hear a thing, which is going to make people feel pretty stupid. Not stupid themselves, but I mean like stupefied. And with that energy, being able to receive anything just isn't going to happen. And if you're traveling or you're relying on a pilot in an airplane and he's stupefied too, it's going to be kind of freaky weird for December 29th, I'm sorry, December 19th through January 8th. So those are times to be like really quiet or to be really, really careful. So when we get to the election, I'm sorry. And that's right on the holiday. So everybody's traveling and partying and, and all of those other things because that's, you know, that's the height of it. Yeah. And the point of it is pay attention. Because when we get into this energy, okay, the election is going to be a big deal only because it kind of bursts a balloon of fear that has been coming up to this time. The election, no matter how we're looking at it, isn't really about the two people who are candidates. It's about a shift from a mindset that has been in place for 2,000 years, the Piscean Age that ended in 2012 and is still like present until it lets go, and it has no choice but to let go because the Aquarian energy is already coming in. The Piscean Age, the main purpose of that has been the lesson of the male energy finding their power through the power over everything else, which means women have had the lesser role. Coming into the Aquarian Age, the thing that is so hard for people to get into, for one, it's a higher vibration, so you have to be far more aware of everything that's going on on an energetic level, not on a logical level. 
Piscean Age, lines and squares, thought process. Aquarian Age is like ABC doesn't come to D. It goes to Q or F or any place else. There is no linear thinking now. So we come into this energy, and it is more about spiritual awareness or the balance of all things, the equality of all things. And people who have been in charge, even in their ego, have been in charge for the past 2,000 years, come into this. And Mr. Trump represents that Piscean age, I'm more important than anybody else, listen to me and I'll tell you what to do. And people are identifying in that he says anything and gets away with it. They're going, oh, well, then I can do whatever I want and you can't tell me that I have to change because they're terrified, not admitting it, but terrified that their importance as people, and it isn't just men, but it's people who adhere to this last 2,000 years of a concept, that they have to change, and they have no idea how to do it or what they're going to do in this as-if new world order. So when you come down to it, this is just a way of being able to face an energy of fear, of having to look at things from a different perspective, not knowing how to do it, and so refusing to do it altogether. So when we get to the election, what has happened is that especially this year, it's been like a bubble that's been, or a balloon that's been filled and filled and filled, and groups of people of like mind or of like ego have been pinging off of each other and building this big fear balloon that what's going to happen, it's not about whether he's going to get elected or not, it's about what happens if my ego, if my warrior self has been shut down and I have to be like everybody else, I have to be sensitive or I have to be aware or I have to be more coherent and I don't want to do it. Because we've got, one thing is we've got a lot of very young souls on the planet right now and when they're faced with lessons that are above their pay grade per se, they're lost. A lot of people are lost and what they're doing is fighting back by trying to maintain that their ego and the way it's been is what really counts. But this is a representation for the world, but it's only happening on this level here in the United States. So it being a major event isn't. If this was like a world event, that would be it. But it's only happening here, and granted we are the leaders, and granted people will look to us to see how stupid or how clever we are, but what it comes down to is that decision that the Aquarian Age has already started. Are you going to get with it? or are you going to be pulverized by it? So it is considered a minor event because when the election concludes, the bubble is going to be burst. That big fear of group feeding each other's fear will burst, and it will come down to people in their individual fear, which cannot really affect anybody quite as much as it does now. And then when we get into the Chinese New Year, the energy of this group fear or this personal fear that I can't have my own way and my ego is going to be completely destroyed by going into this new world. These people who are standing being stuck and standing in their own ego so tremendously will kind of lose half that power. They'll kind of be cut off at the knees because this is everything in this year has been trying to teach everybody, get out of your ego, know who you are, at least know where your ego stands. And it's not in I'm right just because I say it. Now, I need to take us to commercial break because that's quite a mouthful. I mean, I, I get it, Linda, don't you? I do, and I have some questions, but I'm going to save them until after we come back from the break. I, w- I want to talk about the election just very, very briefly, but not so much the election, but the representatives that are running. And then Lori said, you know, our world is full of a lot of young souls right now. I want to know how she knows that. Um, but we can talk about that when we come back from the break. <laughs> 
We can. Okay, this is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin of Powered Up Talk Radio. Our guest today is Lori Johnson. You can find her at lauriejohnsonpsychic.com. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about these different events, how they affect us, what we can expect, and we're going to answer Linda's questions about the election, which is always a good thing. We'll be back after the break. Time and change are accelerating, making it increasingly difficult to gracefully go with the flow. Women Change the World presents conversations with featured guests about changes in their lives and how that change has created new and positive opportunities. Women Change the World with your host, Dr. Beth Golden, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central here on toginet.com. We all know that change can knock you off course, and Dr. Beth's show and practices focus on revealing everything that's right with you. This information will help you make choices that align your true nature and set you along your path of least resistance. As Dr. Beth says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. For more on Dr. Beth and her show, go to drbethgolden.com. That's drbethgolden.com. Women change the world. With your host, Dr. Beth Golden, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central, here on toginet.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Being consistent with your exercise is the pathway to success and healthy living. Jawbone collected data from their fitness trackers and found that the most consistent exercisers work out at 6 o'clock a.m. When you exercise first thing in the morning, you set the stage for the whole day. Exercise gets your endorphins and creative juices flowing and fuels your energy for the day. They also reported that the least consistent exercisers slotted their workout times after 6 o'clock p.m. Shape Magazine says that the read between the lines lesson is that situations out of our control can surface during the day that can disrupt or cancel your workouts. So set your alarm early and get your workout done first thing to read the benefits for the rest of the day. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is Ladies, this is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we're visiting today with Psychic Lori Johnson. And now, Linda, we were waiting. We waited through commercial break to find Linda's great question. So, Linda, I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Well, you know, I'm just going to touch on the election just for a little bit because I know everybody can't wait for this thing to be over because it's just been haunting us for the last year and a half. But I'm thinking that uh, Donald Trump was the perfect poster boy to, to... just illustrate the end of the Piscean Age, how you're just like grabbing on by your fingernails to what was and trying to get as many people that that's kind of feel really bad about themselves, you know, on your team and, and scaring the hell out of everybody else. So, I mean, I mean, it was like it was like a perfect crescendo to 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 what is ending. And I, and I thought it was I mean, it's perfect. I don't think that that was a mistake. But the thing is. So here we are, we're going into the Aquarian Age, and it's women, and it's more feminine. And, you know, yes, we're going to have, if things go as 
they look like they're going to go. We're going to have a female president, the first female president. But Hillary Clinton certainly isn't what I think of the feminine energy because she has got more masculine energy than, you know, than a, than a, you know, a football team. Well, she's um, the third, she will be the third um, Aquarian age president. The first was her husband, the second was Barack Obama, and now she's bringing it in. But if she goes full-on feminine and she tries to balance the scales as they have been so uneven for so long, then she doesn't have a chance. So the point is that she is representing the feminine energy, but she understands the male energy. Yeah. So it makes it that she is the balance between, because women are incredibly powerful when they are allowed to just be women or when women just stand as women in ways that men have not been aware of for 2,000 years or have been terrified of for 2,000 years. So she does represent the feminine energy in being a woman, but we're not going into a swinging of the pendulum to everything be about feminism or goddess energy. It's the first time in 26,000 years that we're coming to the center of the pendulum swing where it is that balance and harmony with everything. So men who are afraid that, you know, the women are going to take over, it's like, no, that's not the point. The point is finding that balance that everybody has mm-hmm. masculine energy, everybody has feminine energy. You choose a gender or you choose a body that it represents that for the work that you need to do personally and how you're going to shift in the world. But she represents both because she has to, because if we had just a feminine yes. president, no, that I... was just, it wouldn't work. No, I understand that, uh, you know, you know, from my Wall Street days, I mean, if you showed too much female energy, the males would come and eat you up alive. So, you, you know, you had to, you know, I didn't mind it because, you know, that came pretty naturally to me. But it certainly, you know, I, I was certainly overblown in, in male energy. Um, in the last segment, you talked and you said there was a lot of young souls on this planet right now. Are yeah. you getting that from, from the followers uh, in the election or is something completely different that leads you to that conclusion? Well, they're representing it, um, but this has happened before. When we come to the end of an age, and every zodiacal age is about a 2,000 years, it's not exact, but we know that it ended on December 21st, 2012, because there was a lot of ending and beginning that happened on that day. But when you come to the end of an age, it doesn't matter what age it is, you get a lot of very young souls that jam themselves in because they don't want to wait another 26,000 years for learning the lesson. In this case, the male-dominant lesson or the father figure, the authority figure that is male, they don't want to wait to learn that, so they jam themselves in. But it's like kindergartners trying to take on a master class in college that they're not prepared for it. And usually when you get to the end of an age, like you get to the end of a class that's really intense, it's going to get more intense as it goes along. So we've got some pretty intense lessons that are going on right now and a lot of very kindergarten energies or sixth-grade energies that have come in to learn that so they don't have to wait another 26,000 years. But the point is they're not getting it because their brains are already fried and all they're doing is standing in ego saying it should be my way. I'm remembering from another show, and, and I've, I've shared this with a lot of people because it, really, it really made an impression on me about how when we leave our bodies and go to the next realm, um, if we take a lot of that low low energy and that stuff with us um, and we don't learn there, then we are not going to have the privilege of coming back to this planet. We will have to kind of go somewhere else to learn that before we're back because the vibration of the plant, of, of Earth, of this planet, is changing. So yeah. I don't know if that's happened yet, but if 
or not, because if these young souls w- would certainly seem like they haven't learned the lesson to be- have the privilege of coming back here. Well, this was that transformation for the Earth happened on December 21st, 2012. So anybody who came in beforehand, anybody who came in beforehand um, is bringing in that youthful energy. Kids that were born from like 1982 beyond don't really have that. This is more, again, that Piscean age holdout. I don't want to change, so I'm going to come in here. But the kids that are born, like from 1982 on, um, they're the ones that are already in the Aquarian age, even though they weren't technically born within the, you know, since 2012. But they have the mindset. These are the kids that can, um, you know, know how to use computers when they're five years old, or, you know, they understand electronics, but they understand things on a completely different level than everybody else has, and they're not the problems. So we've got most of the people who are young energies are now adults, as you can tell, because most of them, not most of them, but they're represented by the people who are in power, who are in power without taking responsibility for who they are and for what they've done, but still want to play, this is my sandbox and I get to do whatever I want. And that vibration does not play anymore. So when they leave this, and this only happens at this time, when we get this kind of major transition going on, and the earth has not made this transition for 26,000 years. So this is something that, as humans have been alive before, it has not been an issue to be able to come back. But at this point, because we have so many people on the planet and so many people that are trying to learn lessons that are way beyond them, that if you chose to come in here at this time and chose to do the heavy lessons and you can't do them, your choice to be here, your choice to not get it, your choice to not be here anymore. When you leave, you go somewhere else because the vibration is getting so high. It's already started. The earth has already stepped into that. We have to match her. And people who can't get that, it's not like a punishment. I mean, it is on one level because this is a really great planet to be born onto, but you just have to be able to match the vibration. And if you leave this life in ego or anger or in that lower vibration you have to go somewhere else you can't come here because you don't match it anymore you have to go somewhere else and learn those lessons to raise your vibration in order to fit it this isn't like the entire universe at this time has made the shift this is very specifically an earth rebirth wow that's pretty amazing so so the people that are here now um and you know the the the, the discon- you know the the people that are so unhappy with 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 their lives with their with their with the, with America with with their presidential candidates if if they don't smarten up by the time they pass on then they're not you know they they may not have the privilege for a while of coming back here because they're going to believe with all of this anger and mistrust and Poor me yeah, it's just like if if this if this if the Earth is has just graduated into college time or graduated from college, and you have a lot of people here who are still in kindergarten, they can't come back because they are not in college. They don't know enough, so they'll go somewhere else where they will. They yeah. will learn. They're not just going to learn on the other side. They have to learn in a physical environment in order to reincarnate in a physical environment. So they'll go elsewhere. There are a lot of other places. There are a lot of other planets in order to be around so that you can learn lessons, and very few of them are as pleasant as this one. But we're not aware of those. No, places. we don't have to be. We don't have to be aware. I mean, yeah. I, I just think it's, it's so ridiculous to, to believe that we're the only, the only civilization in, in the whole galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, we're really not. It doesn't, you know, that doesn't make any sense at all. Sandra's back. Sandra, what do you, what do you think? You got any questions? Well, I want to know, like, what, 
what can we do like during this time? Like I know we've got three minutes till break, but you like, you know, what do we do with, with all this stuff? Like, you know, do we just like, like you said, put a hat on our head and stay home? I mean, what is, how do we ride through this? Well, most of us, all of us actually are doing these lessons on a subconscious and spiritual level. And the more that we consciously are aware of what's going on inside, and basically you can look at it from a point of view of what you want to do, what you don't want to do, what society or choices that you've had to make for survival's sake in money or whatever that you've had to do don't vibrate with your best and highest good. Being aware of that, not being able to necessarily change it right off the bat, because if you you know work in finance and you hate it, but that's where your money is, you just have to be aware of it first and then be able to change it as we get into new energy. Wow. Okay. Um, so, Lori, what um, you have got a book that came out this year, and I've got we've yeah. got a couple of minutes that I would love for you to talk a little bit about your book before we come back and you know have to go to commercial break. Okay. Um, it's. Uh, into the Aquarian Age. Um, it is about the changes that are going on now, being able to understand them um, on a metaphysical and um, physical level, on knowing what to expect. Because, again, I think you had said this earlier in the program, if you know what's going on, it's a lot easier to take. So it explains things from the Earth's point of view, from a vibration point of view, how it affects us as humans with each other, with animals, with our past, our past lives. Everything is interconnected. And the more we know about what's shifting, the easier we can deal with it. Well, there you have it. I would suggest you guys check out lauriejohnsonpsychic.com. You can see uh, all the different things that she does there. You can also get a copy of her book right there on the site. Uh, we're going to go to commercial break, but before we do, I'd like to identify where you can find this show and many other shows like it. PoweredUpTalkRadio.com is our website. You can also go to our host station, Toginet.com. There's a couple hundred hours of free programming there, all hosted by Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. We talk about um, everything from health to fitness to wellness to spiritual growth you're not going to want to miss that you can also find us on itunes if you go to itunes under powered up talk radio you will find this episode and many others like it now when we come back from the break we're going to visit a little longer with Lori johnson and we're going to talk about making decisions making our business decisions making things when we have to it's okay if we can push them off but in times where mercury's in retrograde and the energy's all crazy what do we do when we need to make a solid business decision we'll be back after the break we've got lots more powered up with sandra beck and linda franklin after these messages If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. 
That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I dot com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. about the Gabrielunzi bear caught rummaging through a refrigerator in an apartment in Colorado? The tenant heard noises coming from the kitchen and saw a bear with his head in the fridge looking for anything it could eat. What's a word for food that's unfit for human consumption? Ma wallop. The tenant locked himself in his bedroom and called for help. What's a word for the fear of bears? Ursophobia. We have lots of bears near our Colorado cabin, and we have been told that pepper spray will keep them away. But the idea that it would keep a 500-pound grizzly bear from attacking seems ridiculous to me. I think I'll try the pepper spray on myself and hope the bear doesn't like spicy foods. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Linda Franklin, and we're visiting today with psychic Lori Johnson. Now, when we talked earlier in today's show, Lori, we talked a lot about uh, energetically what's happening, and if you pay attention, you know, you can actually feel some of this energy, and, you know, if you follow your newsletter, you'll give us a heads up on what to expect with certain dates and times, um, but what happens when one of these, like, crazy periods happen, and you have to... You know, you have to make a decision. Not all of us have the luxury of waiting. Um, you know, sometimes it can be really important. It can affect lots of other people. It could affect your health. What do we do when we have to make decisions like this during critical energetic periods? Well, part one is the long-term lesson that's going on in paying attention to this stuff is getting back into a rhythm where our society recognizes that there are times that are good for things and times that are bad. Okay, in the meantime, and I have had this while the Mercury retrogrades, when we had um, in April, May, June, we had a Mercury retrograde that happened at the same time as Mars retrograde, and that was vicious. And people had to make decisions to sign legal papers, <clears throat> excuse me, and have surgeries when that is the time when you do not do that. So a lot of people this year have been forced into having to confront how you deal with difficult energy. And the best way you can do it, for one thing, this is not fearful. It's not something that's saying, oh, my God, everything's going to go badly. It's just be aware that there are rhythms that if you pay attention to them and you honor them, they can be helpful. So a Mercury retrograde, actually any retrograde, but Mercury, because it happens so frequently, affects us more strongly, is about going inward. And when you're really focusing on inward, it's the stuff that's outside that you really aren't paying attention to. So it's being able to learn how to balance to be able to be in touch with what your gut is telling you 
but in this society, as we're making this transition, it's not that easy to follow what the gut is saying if logic and culture says you can't do that, as in your gut is saying, I really don't want to go to this conference, and I've got to fly, and I hate that. You can't just say, okay, my gut's telling me I don't want to go. You recognize that that's part of the issue, and you take precautions for yourself. You put up energetic protection, or you call the airlines three or four times to make sure that everything is okay at different times. And then be aware that if you're in the middle of something like a Mercury retrograde and you have to travel because it is going to happen over the holidays, then you just be as prepared as you possibly can and then have patience that if there is a delay or there is a problem, that that's part of where the energy is. And it's also teaching us to be patient. We live in a very, very, you know, been there society. Got to go faster, bigger, harder, faster, stronger. And part of the Aquarian Age energy is just to be able to sit back and allow things to happen, let go, let God, or being able to fall back into your intuition and allowing it to unfold. And we're in that dichotomy where the society says you can't do that, but that's what we are trying to learn right now. So the retrogrades, Mercury retrograde specifically, because there will be so much travel going on, and communication with relatives, which is going to be really touchy this year, then it is about being in your own energy. Be aware of what power you have, what personal power you have, what you need to protect, and how you're going to go through it without complaining that if the airline is delayed, it's a Mercury retrograde, you go, oh, it's a Mercury retrograde, you're not going to blame everybody else and get really angry, because that doesn't do anything but put out anger, which everybody else can feel, and they're getting angry, and then they're feeding it back to you, and it makes for a lot of negativity. And the point is, if you are balanced and you are aware of things and aware of this as a template, for how to be aware of other things, then it makes it easier all the way down the line. Sandra, you're really good at that. Um, Lori, the last time Sandra was in New York, um, there was some sort of a screw-up um, um, for her flight back to where she was going, and she, <laughs> she got to the airport and she missed her flight, and the next flight wasn't for, like, God knows, 10 hours, 12 hours, whatever it was. And me, I probably would be crawling up the damn walls trying to figure a way how not to let that happen or what can I do, take a train, a bus, a car, what am I going to And she just sat there and she opened up her computer and she did her work that she hadn't done when she was in New York and she she watched some Netflix movies or whatever and we, we, we were texting and talking on the phone and she was just com- completely cool with it. Yeah. That's true. I I had the best time. But I find something weird happens, Lori, and maybe you can explain this to me. When people get all crazy bananas around me, I get like uber calm. I get very grounded, very settled, very, and it's all inward, you know, and it's like, I become like this, like, like insular bubble. And, you know, I don't know if it's like bad because I'm zoning out or, or I just find my own space. And I, I don't, you know, it's funny, Linda, that you brought that up. No, yes, and actually, because and you and you weren't killing yourself because you basically missed a flight because there was something that you did on your itinerary, and you weren't beating yourself up and beating your chest. You just you 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 went with the flow and just you know made the best of a, of a crazy situation. You we called it you were in grace, right? We called it you were in grace. in grace. Yeah. Yeah. You're also a lightning rod to ground the energy of the crazies around you without it harming you. That's why you could um, get really calm in the face of as if disaster. If everybody is thinking it's a disaster because they're delayed and they're getting all weird about it, you getting extra calm, it's what happens with people 
who are like the Aquarian leaders, those that lead by uh, other people observing and absorbing them, that lead, you lead by example, that in a situation like that you take a higher path and that path grounds things for everybody else. You basically made it easier for those around you without it costing you anything. That's cool. I'm going to come on the show every day as long as you guys say nice things about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was very, I was very like, impressed. You know, I was in that awful Southwest thing over the summer, too, where we were like 10 hours in transit because all the computers were hacked and went down and everybody was going nuts and bananas. And, you know, and the kids and I are playing games and we're just kind of, you know, giving out water and rolling through it. And I always wondered if there was something really wrong with me because I like because I put that bubble around me and just tune it out. Yeah, but that you did that for your own personal protection, but your energy basically was just, it's kind of like if you get the lightning rod and everybody who's going crazy is a lightning bolt and they just were attached and you didn't even have it bother you, it just went right through you into the earth. The earth transmutes that energy into positive energy when that much negativity comes in, so you were grounding it for everybody. You know, not everybody um, could really take advantage of it, but I bet if you did, if you're aware of this next time, be aware of the people that are around you and see how much calmer they are or at least how less crazy they are when you go into your bubble. That's awesome. Yeah, because I do notice that, you know, like people being lying, I'll turn and I'll smile at them or I'll just be very me. And they, they do, they calm down and they're, I'm like, you know, because most of this stuff, Lori, honest to God, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. But the way society has been is that if you miss a meeting or you're late or you can't do this, it is the end of the world. We used to be afraid of things when there were natural disasters, and we don't have that so much anymore on a day-to-day basis. Obviously, it's not like we're worried about dying from, you know, we don't have water, we don't have food or whatever. We're much more civilized as if in that vein. But um, our ancestors were living, and we, when we were our ancestors, when we reincarnated during that time, we lived in those extreme um, moments of when you really are afraid of dying, and we don't have that, so we relate it to things like, oh, I'm going to lose my job, as if that's the end of the world, because we don't have anything else to put it to, so we put it to things that are really actually mundane, and it's it's up to us to really be able to see perspective on this, and that's just personal personal awareness. No, but it's bigger than that. Cause like I poured orange juice on brand new socks one morning for breakfast because my kids were going bananas. They were so upset that they could possibly be late for school. We were leaving like at eight Oh five and school starts at like eight 40. We live 15 minutes away. And you know, they just kept getting ramped up because school was all about be on time, be on time, which I get. And you know, my ex was like really grinding on them to, you know, you can't be late. You know, being late is like the worst thing in the world. And you know, not that being late should be a practice we want to be respectful of our time and others i get that but you know we're not going to die in a car accident going 80 miles an hour to the school because we want to you know be on time and put ourselves at risk and i see people doing this all the time on the freeways out here you know they're going crazy Lori and linda and i took a brand new pair of socks out of the bag and i put them on my kitchen floor and i said you guys these are brand new socks and I'm going to do something and you're going to think mom's crazy. And I poured orange juice. I poured a glass of orange juice on them. And they were like, mom, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you know, we can spill. We can make mistakes. We can, you know, things cannot go the way we expect them to do. 
And, you know, we can be late because now I got to clean up the orange juice on the ground, you know, with the socks. And they were laughing and they still to this day are like, oh, my God, my mom poured orange juice on socks. But <laughs> it's the only thing I could think of, you know, to teach people that so much of what we get so upset about is just stupid. It's our own making. Yes. We've created a, um, a created a reality that created a reality that created a reality. And now we're so far from reality that we're getting a big lesson in that right now. We are. So, Lori, what's your best piece of advice for us in the coming months? Uh, we're about two minutes out to commercial, or actually to the end of the show. Okay. Um, two things, basically the same thing. Breathe. I'm not being sarcastic. Really take moments to breathe because it will calm us down physically. And keep thinking, let go, let God. Because it's all taken care of. We cannot make a mistake. The mistakes that we make that seem like they're so big, basically they only have to do with how society is. If we all shift on how we expect society to behave, which is what's happening, then we all get what we're looking for. It's just the people that are holding on are going to have a hard time. But, you know, that's their journey. Everybody is where they need to be. And we got a lot of very young energies. So look at them with kindness, even if you want to smack them. Look at them with <laughs> kindness because if you if you see children that never learned how to read because their schools weren't really good, you'd give them a little benefit of the doubt. we got a lot of people on the planet as adults who really are children who never learned how to read and they have no idea what they're doing. Outstanding. Well, there you go. There you have it. Lori Johnson, psychic.com. You're going to want to check her out, sign up for her newsletter. On behalf of Linda Franklin and myself, this is Sandra Beck from Powered Up Talk Radio, and we will be back again next week with another outstanding show. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes. We'll be back again next week. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prom-